Hello everyone and welcome to episode 37 of UK League Chat. Um, this, join, this time we're joined by uh, another ret another return guest, we had a few recently, and Froomey, I think this is your hat-trick appearance, isn't it? But... I think this is my third time, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to do this today, but I'm glad I could. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> no, not quite soccer AM, we don't have a, a signed ball or anything, but um, yeah, that's maybe, true. maybe we'll work something out later. Um, but yeah, the kind of main ideas for today then, really, is just to go over um, what's been going on with EU Masters. Um, if I just stand up a little bit, you guys will see I'm, I'm wearing the, the Battalion T because, you know, Fnatic are out of EU Masters, so I'm done with League of Legends. Tottenham just lost as well. I'm done with football. <laughs> Rocket League is my sport now. So, um, oh, thank, yeah. <laughs> thank God Barrage are doing all right. That'll be mine from now on. Um, but yeah, speaking of, obviously for Fnatic, it's um, it's not gone as we'd hoped, being the last hope for the NLC, but um, it's, um, well, it's like the, the kind of situation around it from like a fan's point of view is like a bit of a bummer really obviously so you've got their main team just flown out to China for Worlds they've made the decision to take Magic Felix as a sixth player which has left Fnatic Rising with, with Chibs the sub obviously you know no knock on Chibs he's there to do his, he's going to do the best job he can but um, yeah they've, they've they're out basically it wasn't, obviously wasn't enough I think the first not even just the fact of you know the the level between Chips and Magic Felix. I think they're just totally different players as well. Magic Felix is much more of like your your kind of controlled mid lane. loves his Azir's, Corkies, and that. Um, and it's just yeah, having to try and completely change for that. Um, and it's it's obviously not not worked. Um, if we just maybe kind of talk through the games that they've had, the or since the last episode at least, so those last three games. Um, First off was the loss to Gamers Origin, and to be fair, I don't think it even started that bad. Like, at least in lane, it was all right. They did like a bit of a swap where Pride went mid with Lucian. I think even Solo mm -hmm. killed Taku at one point. Um, but then it was—it almost looked like it was like once the lanes had finished and they had to play actually properly as a team. Then maybe I don't know, synergy wasn't there or, or what. But yeah, what did you guys think of at least that first match? Um. I, if I'm being completely honest, as soon as I, I saw the roster change being made, my immediate thought was, in this group, like, this is a difficult group. It was always going to be a difficult group. As soon as that change made, I, I, my expectations for Fnatic just kind of went out the window uh, yeah. at that point. Um, I, I think that if I have to give kind of Chibs a bit of credit, it's it's unfortunate. Like, he, he, like uh, we were discussing prior, like, he hasn't played a single game of NLC, which kind of makes you think, if you're going to make this decision, why wouldn't you have at least maybe tried him in the NLC, you know, especially when you were so dominant for a lot of it anyway in the regular season. But um, with the gamers' origin game, I, I just thought, unfortunately, you were right. I, th I think that at the beginning it looked okay, but as soon as it came to kind of team fighting, I think that just the stronger side was there. And I think gamer origin look really really strong all the lfl teams look incredibly strong at this point in eu masters um you know they're, they're considered probably right now the top region in eu masters it used to be i would say the slo and now it's probably going to the uh the lfl so it's no shame to lose it to them I, I think it's just kind of it just everything felt a bit flat unfortunately and to be fair i think they they might have even i wonder if they kind of knew it themselves like where i said about the um yeah, like the lane and being okay and that. And if, if you look at who they, the kind of champs they, they picked anyway, like Illusions, Akali, it's ones where you just want to get ahead in lane and then kind of take mm -hmm. over the game from there. You, you wonder if they almost just thought, you know, 
I don't, they, they said actually, I think Nico Pico said they've been scrimming with him for a couple of weeks. So it might even be that, you know, scrims had struggled a bit and they thought, you know, better to try and like win lane, win game or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Froome, what did you make of the first game? You know, I, I have to agree with Tom. Like like he said at the start, like I, I don't want to knock on Chibs. I don't think he's a bad mid laner, but it's more a case of you, you've been playing with Magic Felix for the whole season and Chibs hasn't had any game time. I think if Chibs was playing in the NLC, he would probably be one of the weaker mid laners, but at least then, you know, he still would have had time with the team. Fnatic may not have done as well, but I guess, I guess when, it, when it came to crunch time, taking away your... Well, I don't I don't think Magic Felix is the best player in Fnatic, but taking away one of the, the best players on your team um, and, and putting in Chibs, who hasn't played competitive for a year, like it's a recipe for disaster. And there's no no hate to Chibs. I just think if you're putting in a player who hasn't played comp for a year in what is a really hard group, you've got to look like Mouse and Games Origin, very very strong outfits, very solid mid laners. Like mm-hmm. he, he didn't stand didn't stand a chance. Mm-hmm. Sadly, um, and yeah, the start of the Games Origin game was good, but you know they they fell off, and I think that's because. Mid jungle is such an important dynamic, and Dan and Magic Felix have been playing together for ages. You you bring in a new mid laner, and you just say, okay, get a dynamic. It, does, it just doesn't work like that. So mm-hmm. they didn't look as as fluid as the fanatic that we'd seen in the NLC in the first half of the group stage. And it's a shame. It's a big, big shame. But a fanatic have their reasons for taking Magic Felix early. I think if they're planning on using him, or I think we said prior, maybe there's quarantine rules. Mm-hmm. And fair enough. Um, but if they could have left him in Europe and then brought him in as a sub later, I think that would have been optimal because to take away like a linchpin part of your team in a crunch part of the season, just it's just really really sad. Yeah, but that's what it is. <laughs> well, I think as well, um, it's you were saying about kind of the mid lane as well, and you, you've got Takui and Leader, and I think Leader especially is the type of player who. He likes to be aggressive, and so if he can see weaknesses in a mid laner, like he will yeah. really try and get those. He, he's he's not a he's a he's basically a player who's I would say he's really really good when he's at a, when he's at an advantage. I think leader kind of drops off when there's someone who's the same skill level as him because he can't be as aggressive. But mm-hmm. when he knows that he's better than that person, which in this case he he is, you know, uh, that's where I think leader kind of throws And this is why I like. I even look at it. And I thought maybe if they were in another group, it might have not felt as bad because maybe Fnatic might have gone, you know, 3-0 at that time. I think if they went 3-0 in week one, it might have been a little bit of a different thing and they might have scraped second with this change. But to go 2-1 and one and then to make this change, and it means that, yeah, you're probably going to be in, in, in Intrepid Fox, but you've got to then beat the other two and you're not going to be able... I don't think you were going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even if they did get through, they would have had, a, uh, I believe, a best of three series against one of the other seven teams and there's no easy team left in the competition, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have been able to have seen Fnatic win the series. And oh. that's, uh, I mean, uh, I don't think they would have beaten any team in the best of best of three, yeah. sadly. Because, yeah, like like you said, Tom, with like going two and one the first week, putting chips in, they've, they've basically got to at least do as good as that with mm-hmm. with a, you know, a, a, an objectively weaker team, really. So, yeah, yeah. it's... It's a tough one. Again, 
I don't want to knock on chimps. Yeah. Like I think chimps is fine. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I think obviously it's a problem that he's he's not been playing comp. He's been looking to work more on his brand, which is fair enough. That's what he wants to do. He's doing great at it, and that's brilliant for him. But if you're bringing him in, you know he's he's a worse mid laner than Magic Felix simply because Magic Felix is the best mid laner in our in our region. That well outside of the LEC in our region mm-hmm. he is. Um, so you're going to have a weak team. And then I think even still, like that's not the worst thing. The worst thing is ripping apart the team synergy that they've been building up over two years. And yeah. that's 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 the worst thing. It kind yeah. of looks like even like the Intrepid Fox game, it was like, well, like, like you're saying that the mid-jungle synergy especially is is obviously very important. It's like, it's almost like they've, they've just given, um, I think it's, yeah, it's Hecarim, Dan played. It's like, okay, just let him do it himself. And they just literally just steamrolled over everyone, which which he did. And, and, Right, like, yeah, yeah. now fourteen zero in that game. So, but Intrepid Fox, Intrepid Fox are a good team overall, but in this competition they're one of the weakest. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think even Fnatic with a bit of a handicap would have been able to beat them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, obviously Dan just ran over everyone because Dan is one of the best junglers outside of the LEC mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Um, what do we make then of? So we've got Intrepid Fox that was in this group that was one of I think they were the second seed from Greece. Um, and then we mm-hmm. had We Love Gaming yeah. being the first seed. Um, and even like, okay, fair enough, they, their second seed got uh, got through players, which the NLCs didn't. But like even just compared to the Greek League, we can see that, uh, obviously we harped out, we've harped on about the seeding like so much, but you can see just looking at the the Greek teams, they went 1 of 5 and 0 of 6. Like, there's just no way they're... Well, Intrepid Fox six. got through the play-ins <laughs> and Riddle didn't, and that was fair. You can't, blame, in... you can't blame the Entropy Fox for kind of getting the draw which they yeah, had. Yeah. You could blame maybe yeah, the draw. I mean, thing, in the play-ins, Group C and D in comparison to Group A and B, the way that was seeded, and it's it's mainly down to the way they seed the NLC teams. It was it was a joke. <laughs> it was an honest to god joke. But yeah, like credit to Intrepid Fox, they still got through and they 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 played well with the hand they were dealt. But and as I soon think, as they got to the main stage, I think it showed their, you know, that they were always going to struggle. They were decent. And in I that think last game, they, I think was it, oh, who was it? Again? Oh, I'm I'm forgetting now. But I think it was their last game. Like they they weren't actually mm. they didn't quite look like a zero sixteen. But yeah, they they were seeing what's one of the harder groups anyway. I think when you take the pressure off and they've got nothing to lose, yeah. you, you see them relaxed and they they obviously play better. And then, yeah, I think um, I think something which is. It's weird, really, because we might as well kind of talk about kind of like the NLC at EU Masters as a whole, considering we're probably not going to be able to speak about them following this. And it's the fact that, so Fnatic obviously are out. Riddle obviously went out in play-ins. Um, yeah. But it's it's interesting, kind of, when you when you look at the how the groups ended up being now, and particularly when you look at Riddle. So Riddle had Gamer Legion in their group, and then they lost to LDLC. Both of those teams have then made it into the the knockouts um, through this situation, I believe. Now, so that kind of shows kind of the strength of schedule which they had to go through. You kind of then have Fnatic Rising, who for the second half, and it was it was their fault. Like, we're not, I'm not laying any blame out of them, but they did then play um, a sub mid laner into them the second half of that um, of that season. It's it kind of it kind of doesn't feel as bad as what I was expecting when I got told that the NLC would not get any teams out of groups. It still sucks, but I kind of look at these reasons and I'm kind of like, well, 
I still think our region is strong. I just think there's been some situations which have occurred and some yeah. have been part of the org, but some have been then just as a result of other things to do, to do with scheduling. Everything that could have gone wrong for the NLC went wrong. They got yes. really hard times, yeah. but that's because of the way we're seeded now. Because even even the seeded for you masters is a bit a bit odd, because they don't they do they don't seed people properly. They seed the region, uh, and when you have a team like Fnatic Rising who have done consistently well as a third seed, you know they mm. they've been to semi-finals in the past two, and they're calling them a third seed out of four. Fnatic Rising, no matter what, you put them into a group, C, B, or A, they're still going to make that group into the hardest group because their seeding is off. And, and it's the same for Riddle. They were put into that, that bracket as well, and it didn't really matter. Well, I mean, if they would have been put in C or D, they would have made it. But, you know, in A or, a or B, it would have made them both really, really hard groups because they're a third seed. It's ridiculous, really. Um, yeah, Fnatic shot themselves in the foot and ruined any hope for the NLC. But it's bad now because it's kind of... Well, I guess Riot have manipulated the seed to make them run hard for either for either a NLC team. But, you know, we're not going to get improved seed in Upper Ruffy Masters next season. No. Unless they change no. their format. But, mm -hmm. yeah. I think that's... yeah. Like the only that. thing that they can maybe change is the if there's like a seeding change for maybe play-ins. Where there's, there's actual seeding in play-ins, where kind of then, if we do get another play-in spot, then at least maybe we're classed as a top seed instead of it just being we're just going to randomize all the seeds and put them all together. Because so I'd like to think that EU Master knew that that was probably the wrong thing to do, especially kind of when you look well, at where some of these teams went in the end when they've come in. I mean, I don't know if they know what they're doing because of what they did with the seeding <laughs> in the first place. So I'm gonna I'm gonna X to doubt that and i think that they don't care <laughs> yeah i think the unfortunate thing i th i think it might uh, did i see you through me in like a twitter thread where someone has said as well like well like based on how Fnatic and riddle have done it's like well then clearly you deserve that seed in then but it's like it's kind of like the, yeah, yeah I, I know who you're on about uh one of the lfl managers yeah. um i don't about yeah I, do, I wouldn't recognize who it was but but yeah now it's it's kind of in that situation now where because it's the seeding's kind of screwed. It's going to be hard to have a good. Oh, it's going to it's going to take a, a while. Show. It's going to take a long while for the NLC to to dig themselves out of this hole. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously we'll continue to send good teams. Um, it's just this time, you know, for one reason or another, obviously Fnatic, you know, hurt us really really badly with their decision making. Which you know, I, I hope it does mean that they have a better showing at Worlds for Europe's sake. But I don't see how Magi Felix going to China is going to make a big difference there. Um, and, you know, Riddle were a solid side. But I hope that Riddle coming second pushes XL to make tough decisions about their players next season. Yes. Yeah. They have a lot of resources and they have a lot of staff. They should be making decisions where some of the old guard that they're probably emotionally attached to need to need to go now. I'm not going to name names because it's harsh, but I think we all know. Um, XL should be putting forward a strong team as an academy team. So I'd like to think... I'd like to think next season we'd get stronger teams coming out of the NLC because of that. But I also think that Fnatic will probably have a different lineup next split. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do 100% agree. You look at players like Magic Felix, like Dan, like Xmati, who have... Who've been there for two years now, 
knocking about on Fnatic's books, and they're they're not going to push in and take Reckless out of their spot or push in and take uh, Self-Made out of his spot. I can see Magic Felix maybe challenging Nemesis, mm-hmm. but that all comes down to how they perform at Worlds. Maybe that's why they brought Magic Felix, because he's not far off first team. But Dan, if I was Dan now, coming off the back of that decision, I mean, I bet he's he's got to be angry at the decision because it's ruined his tournament and his prize money and his seeding and his CV. If I was Dan, I'd be looking to move on. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of LEC orgs that would trial him. I'm sure there's plenty of LCS orgs that could take him because they're always looking for jungle talent to take from Europe and Dan is solid. Um, yeah. X Matty, maybe I could see him staying. Bravado and Pride, I could see staying. They've only been there for a year. But Dan and uh, Dan and Maggie Felix, their time on the academy team, at least uh, I hope from their perspective, is finished and they want to move on to the next level in their careers. Because I keep replacing those two players is going to be very difficult. Mm-hmm. Could you even see Dan going to XL, like being a team that's that has always looked more willing to to promote? Anyway? Well, the main team. Or the academy team. The academy. I think oh, I would see him in the main team. Well, in the main. that's a side grade, and then he's on a, a worse team. Unless you know, I mean, Dan Dan is better than Taxa. I, I think we all know that. Um, I think if it, it'd be moving sideways, yeah, he'd have more of a chance to promote. And to be honest, I think Dan is a better jungler than Cadrol, from what I've seen. Maybe I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they brought. I mean, Dan's on brand. He's a UK jungler. Um, Maybe XL should take a punt on putting him in the main team. I certainly hope that LEC orgs are going to trial down because he's really good. Mm-hmm. I've spoken to be... him a couple of times and he, he knows what he's talking about. It's going to be really interesting as well because I, I do agree. I think that this is kind of the split which I think both Fnatic and BT are going to look at this and think, right, we need to change things up because I BT obviously not making it to EU Masters for them was terrible. Like they they yeah. would have wanted to have made EU Masters and Fnatic. To be fair, um, it it feels like it's a little bit of a different reason, like you're saying. I think it's more that some of these players are actually willing to step up. I do hope that this EU Masters performance kind of doesn't affect kind of what some players are. I hope that obviously managers don't just look at EU Masters and actually look at other stuff because I do think like you look at Dan and you you like you said you even look at Magic Felix and probably X Matty as well. I could see him go. Um, you know, and see them improve. So it's going to be really exciting, I think, for the NLC as a whole. Um, whether I that's think, a good thing or a bad thing, we'll find out. Yeah, I think XL and Fnatic are in the same position, but for different reasons. I think Fnatic yes. will have changes forced on them because their players are moving up. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that XL are forced to make changes because the team isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. If Fnatic can somehow hold on to their players, that's fantastic, but... I would like to see, especially Magic Felix and Dan, move on to the next level in their careers because I think they're ready for it. Mm-hmm. So I think Fnatic replacing those two players, gargantuan task. But Fnatic is some of the best scouts in the world, so they'll probably manage somehow. They have a lot of money, <laughs> so we've got a uh, we'll in the Twitch chat saying Dan to Barrage. In, yeah, in yeah, there. thanks for thanks for that, Lee. <laughs> yeah, agreed the deal with him this morning. <laughs> McDonald's, and, he, and that's all he wanted. <laughs> No, obviously, I'd, I'd love to have Dan on Barrage, but it's not going to happen. We'll see one day. Not, not until he's like 40 and <laughs> he's starting to slow down a bit. 
Just mate, not, not that Dan, just different. Well, that's Jeff. Come on, Jeff. Put your put your hand in your pocket, mate. Get us, get us down. <laughs> and so. Well, is... we're looking for the next Dan. Yeah. We're looking for the next. Mm-hmm. And Sirs is in there as well, asking how hungover are you through me? I don't know. Do you know something um, doing? No, I'm I'm all right actually. I'm fine. <laughs> it, it was Saturday night last night. True. But, uh, I was behaving, so I don't know what he's on about. <laughs> Americans just talking rubbish. Um, all right, let's um, let's have a look at some of the rest of the masters then. Fnatic are out, but you know the tournament goes on. Um, yeah. So, if we start with Group A, um, and kind of th- something that was touched on a bit earlier that you know Riddle will feel I think a bit better about uh, about having gone out now that LDLC have topped that group as well. Um, so LDLC kind of back on form a bit. Schalke, you know, struggling especially for. For a team that was in the NFL final, uh, sorry, the uh, the Premier League final, you would expect them to at least get out of groups, like being second in in probably the top two leagues. Um, yeah. But then I don't know, you know, see, they kind of got run over in that final and haven't really looked up to scratch. I don't think. Um, yeah, in this. Well, group. no, you're speaking about me being hungover. I think they were definitely hungover <laughs> from the Premier League final. Um, Schalke bottled it. Simple as like on the third day they looked all over the place. Not third day in the in the second second set that they did in the day, they they had a bad day. But what a day to have a bad day! And they failed in spectacular fashion. And Schalke, like over the course of over the course of the year, have been such a solid academy team. Like they went on a huge run in spring of not being defeated, and they were looking really really good coming into the tournament. And then they lost the final against um, Mouse. And I think I think that didn't really didn't really leave them because uh, you know we didn't quite have the same miracle run effect in the academy team as as the main team did. Um, you look at that roster like Nukes a lot, Inag, Certus, Lorox, sleeping. Some of these players have LEC experience recently, young up and coming talent. Inax was at Worlds last year. Like... Oh yeah, with unicorns. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, yeah, they, they bottled it. They had a really bad day and they bottled it. Really shows... Um, I, and this is why I quite like this format, to be fair, but it shows kind of how important momentum is um, in in kind of like when you're starting these days because and it's the same reason why it happens in Worlds when a team can suddenly go from doing really well when it's kind of uh, separated games and then when it's suddenly like you're all playing it in one game, like momentum and keeping that mental kind of edge is so important. And... I saw that for LDLC. I last podcast I was super critical of LDLC. I was kind of like, I don't I don't see why LDLC were doing that bad. I didn't think they were doing that great at all. Um they then quickly turned it around, I think, in this set. Um did they go did they go three and I think was it I think they went three and in total, I think, on the final day. Um and then the opposite kind of was with Schalke and I just thought they just don't look at side which is in it, and when if you're not mentally prepared on that day, um, I, it's it's hard, especially when you've got like a team like Kick, um, especially there as well, who, you know, look again like a side where I think a lot of people think, is this going to be where it doesn't work for Kick, and it, they seemingly keep to see, keep see, uh, seem to keep doing it, and it's uh, it's entertaining to watch them play as well. Yeah, but they've got possibly the worst tie they could have asked for. Oh, a hundred percent. I think I think Mao's. You've got to fancy them as as tournament favourites now. Uh, 
absolute bonkers roster with so much confidence as well and you can see it like watching prime league like clinical aggressive mm-hmm. seasoned players i like kick i think kick is solid and i think kick could could go far in this tournament if they were against almost anyone else mm-hmm. i think and just to like briefly, look, we, I know we talk, we talked about Fnatic and Group D, but I do want to shout out Obsess. I think Obsess has been absolutely ridiculous this tournament for Mouse. Yeah, and and has looked a level above a lot of players in this competition, and and definitely for me screams a player who should be in LEC or L- possibly LCS next season. He looks just so good. I've been and, fortunate uh, enough to see Obsess play like in a in a trial, and yeah, he's 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 brilliant. He is a quality jungler. Like um, he knows what he wants and he knows knows how to do it. Um, it's 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 good to listen to. Good play. Um, if we have a look then a little bit at Group B, um, that was one that had the tiebreakers just finished literally like in the last hour or so. Uh, and firstly, it was between Movistar Riders and Game Allegiant to see who actually got through the group. Yeah. Before we had the kind of the first seed, uh, Game Allegiant kind of just run them over like. I think one of his, is that it's only one um, SLO team left then, isn't it? In, no, the phone yeah, giants yeah. left. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is um, well, not ideal for them. Obviously, Spain was like you know, if we're talking like two, three years ago, was kind of the prime ERL really, but it's kind of dropped off in comparison to the Prime League um, and the NFL. But yeah, Prime League likes so that's is that's and that's all. Oh no, that's two out of the three Prime League teams going through as well. Um, yeah, but then obviously going up against Rogue, Rogue were just kind of even like a cut above that, um, and secured the first seed. What are their um, let's what are their matchups like now for knockouts? So Rogue have got Misfits, and then um, GL have uh, Giants. I mean, like Ago managed to win this group, and I feel like got a worse draw out of <laughs> yeah. it because I, I, I think that. Um, I think that Ego Road look, to be fair, one of the cleaner sides in, in EU Masters, actually. They, 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 I don't think they've ever... they've not. It's hard to say their team's not blown me away but because they have performed really well, but I feel like when I... Uh, if I was like a betting man, I'd bet on Ego Road because they feel like they can consistently pull out a game and can do it really well. Uh, and I think that's, that's going to be really interesting for them. I think Game of Legion, I'm a little bit less confident on i i always get this kind of it's the opposite of what i feel with ego road i feel like game of legion sometimes can be really good and then i look at them in some other games and i'm like oh I, i'm not i'm not too sure about this side so it's a it's two interesting sides to go into i think I'd, and i'd put my money on game of legion against giants for me really i think yeah i i really like game of legion uh i've been watching them throughout the year and i, I mean obviously you've got i think that bot lane is class I think mm. Wisdom and Tiananmen together have been fantastic, uh, and I think the top lane matchup. I, I think Phones is is better than the Antonio. Um, I think Lama Bear probably wins the jungle matchup. Both mid lane is quite good, pretty and night. Uh, but I, I'd say Game of Legion probably should take it, maybe two one. But it is a close matchup. But if I had to, I'd say Game of Legion. And you think even maybe just like the the Hyana's champ pool is just must make it 
really weird to try and, headache, yeah. yeah try to try and prep for them like it's, it's not going to be like any other team like they're still like so i think he, i don't remember which game he's playing velkos uh adc which is obviously one of his picks and the heimerdinger and whatnot um so yeah, even just that it's, and you think you know like a best of it it could well it could make it easier or harder because the team could maybe just sort of get used to to draft against them over the few games but then at the same time they there's even more stuff that they can pull out throughout a series. They don't have to just try and, and pick out one odd thing uh, to win one odd match like they would necessarily in, in best yeah. of ones. Um, but yeah, I think if GL do beat Giants, I think it establishes that the SLO has definitely fallen off from what it was, mm-hmm. which is what, what a lot of us talk about at the minute is who's the strongest region. I'd say Germany and France have surpassed Spain now. And I'd say yeah. uh, Spain has struggled ever since the new import rules where you can't just bring people to the country and say, hey, these guys count now. They've got to have three Spanish residents or three LTR players of the SLO. And the Spanish player base is weaker than most of the other regions. So the teams that tend to do well are the ones that scramble for good players. Like the, the movie star, Riders jungler, Elioya, he's, he's really good. But... I don't know. I've never been a massive fan of, say, Java. Um, but but that's why we're starting to see Spain struggle now is because of the new import rules that came in about, I don't know, 2019, I think. And yeah, they have slowly been starting to fall off. France has a very strong player base. Germany has a very strong player base. So those regions have started to creep up and there's been a lot more put into these teams now. France, like, I'm pretty sure France get, like, I think they have a minimum that you have to pay a player of like 1.2k euros or something. So, you know, if you're French, you are instantly just getting a big paycheck if you're good enough to get in there. Doesn't the Prime get like the, that weird... They get like another import rule, don't they, about like LCS players that will like automatically count as German residents because obviously the, LC, uh, the LEC players, sorry, because obviously the LEC is, is in Berlin. Um, so like any um, player... I, I don't know. I think you have to have lived in the country for three years or had an address for three years. Mm -hmm. So if they have been living in Germany for three years, then yeah, they would count as a resident for the league. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So I guess that only, yeah, only helps for like retirement home players then, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And when you're talking about kind of um, what you're saying, you're completely spot on with, with Spade and and it's no surprise that kind of the one which goes through topic group C is the one which has got a tiller. Who is I believe he's Portuguese, but I believe he's got Spanish nationality, so he does count for the for the registration for it. And because Attila's been absolutely great, um, and it kind of just shows that there is a a limited pool. There, it doesn't mean that there are bad players. There are still good players in that nation, but it's hard to kind of build um, a region around kind of like getting three yeah. or four good teams if, around that nationality. And I feel like that's kind of the issue sometimes with. Because um, I believe we'll probably just go straight on to Group C. The problem with Poland, I think, this is why I think Poland is is really re- a really good nation and a really good region for EU Masters because it's got two really good teams. It can't seem to, I think, get this third great side right now. I think if there's anything which is which is detrimented Poland from being like a really good region, it's having this third contender because you've got Ego Road, you've got Kick, but then I look at Pompa, especially when I compare them with the other two, there is such a gap between those two sides and it's and it, it, it's it's a really weird situation to see yourself in like to be fair maybe if they didn't have wheel of gaming in Pompre, i would see finishing bottom in a lot a lot of the, the other groups 
Uh, maybe if not, may, well, if it was Samsung Morningstars, for example, in that group, I would say that Samsung Morningstars would have finished above Pompa. Um, so it's it's really interesting to see what Group C was because while initially I think it looks good for maybe the third team to get third place, like I just don't think the strength overall is there for Poland. Poland as a region has become in- incredibly more top-heavy. And I, I was always an advocate that Poland shouldn't have this this third seed um, I, I think that was just given to them based off of the hype generated from from Kick the split before. Kick and Rogue are miles ahead. Like you're, you're spot on with what you said. They're miles ahead of every other team in the league. And Poland, as a region, actually got weaker in the spring to summer jump because a lot of orgs, like Devils One, pulled out. Um, a lot of orgs decided they were going to put in less, and they weren't able to attract big-name players like they have in the past, except for the top two teams. Um, so, you know, Pompa did look good in the play-ins. Then again, they have a fairly straightforward group. But I think you're right that, you know, it's obvious that Kick and AGO are way ahead of Pompa team. What do we make of, um, in, in that same group of misfits at the moment? Because I was looking at, like, the NFL obviously had that weak of of NFL games in between. Um... So dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Honestly, was, yeah. But in that so in that week they've gone like I think they went like three and three or something in that week and their overall record in in the NFL they're like literally mid table, um, but had just got through that gauntlet that they had in France to get to E Masters. Um, yeah. So and they've, they've gone one and two on the last day as well. Do we like? Yeah. France France had that cup that they had to play like they they had a that the orgs had to play in that cup which conflicted with the start of the season so the start of the season got pushed way further back and it was the latest starting league and it's still going on now but if you were riot i'd be annoyed because eu masters is supposed to be this tournament that happens after all of the other leagues are finished and the champions go in it but but what they've done is is they've taken like the halfway mark of the season said, all right, these are the top four teams. We'll just put these into a competition and whoever gets the seeds gets the seeds. What? <laughs> it's such a, it's, it's such a, it's, it's, it goes against what EU Masters is. It's, you want the champions in there. Mm-hmm. And now you've got a team like Easy Dreams who are flirting with winning the LFL. And because they had a, a rough start to the season, they, they don't get to play in it. It's wrong. It is wrong. But The issue is, though, as well, is that, like, if I'm, if I'm Misfits Premier, and I'm not talking about the organisation, I'm talking about the players, like, I, I'm not looking too much into the LFL at this point because I feel like a lot of those players are just going to focus a lot on EU Masters and maybe even use, like, I would guess, some of the LFL to try things of what potentially could do in EU Masters. So the, is the competition even, like, the best teams, in my opinion, in France competing against each other? Or is it going to be some sides which are going to be... Prior- There's three of, the, three of these teams are in, EU, are in EU Masters in that LFL. And so it's going to be really difficult, I think, for them to be, like, well, we'll, ju- we'll do this season and then we'll also have EU Masters. Because at the end of the day, I, the, what apart from prize money, obviously, and, and stuff like that, a lot of these players' dreams is to try and make it in EU Masters. I wonder if there's going to be kind of a priority mm-hmm. situation between the two. So, no, it, And that's from an old perspective, definitely a player perspective, though. Well, 
Yes and no. I mean, the LFL, I mean, there's always internal rivalry in leagues as well, and you want to win. You want to be the best team in the region. You want to show everyone. It looks good on your CV if you won the LFL. Like we said, definitely a top two. It's close between them and Germany for which one is the best uh, ERL at the minute. I think you you definitely want to win that cup. Obviously, E-Masters is more prestigious. It's like... Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, if you look at football, it's like playing the Champions League at the same time as the Prem's on. You still want to win the Prem. Like, you yeah. definitely want to win the Prem, but, like, obviously winning the Champions League is, is worth a lot more. So I'd see it like that. They want to win both. If anything, it'll make the French teams even stronger that they've got both competitions at the same time because they're playing competitive so constantly. You know, it helps with the nerves. It helps with, you know... Nothing compares to playing on game day. It, it gives them more game day experience as a team. I think it helps a lot. But I think, obviously, they'd want to win EU Masters a little bit more, but I think they still desperately want to win the LFL. Mm-hmm. Mm. But then it could... Yeah, I suppose it could, could work either way, really. It could be, like, tiredness issues, I suppose, as well. Like, But then... But, oh, like when Riddle had to play 19 exactly. games over the course of, like, three days. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, oh, that's that was yeah. No, okay. it's video games, dude. You don't get time playing video games. <laughs> yeah, madness. oh Jesus. Um. So yeah, that's that's kind of it then on that. Well, we've obviously kind of talked about Group D. Um, just like a final, final preview on the knockouts, uh, the quarterfinals. Then so we got it is Giants and then Gamer Legion, LDLC, um, and Gamers Origin, Rogue and Misfits, and then Mouse and Kick. So yeah, like like you said earlier, for me, there's not there's not really any easy teams left. Like to be fair, if, if Fnatic no. had made it through, uh, even like with the roster swaps now, who, who would we really fancy to them to to beat in in a best of? I don't know that they if they had Magi Felix, I'd fancy him against yeah Giants, Gamer Legion, uh, Gamers Origin because we saw them beat them in the the first half of the group. Misfits um, Premier as well. I think they could they could also put a fight up against. I think they could beat Rogue Misfits Premier. I just would not want Mouse, not not Mouse. <laughs> yeah. I think LDLC are really really good as well, and I think I think Gamers Origin it would have been really really close as well. I think both French teams that well all three French teams that are left in could win this competition, but I think if they would have gone against Kick or any any of Gamer Legion or Giants, I think. You know, Fnatic would have been in the semi-finals. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, so yeah, we'll see then how how those games go. And um... I do think that we're going to get a, a German-French final. If I'm being honest, I don't think it's going to be like I don't think it's going to be German-German. I don't think it's going to be French. It obviously can't be a Polish-Polish. But I, if I have actually had to just throw a guess, to be fair, I'd probably say LDLC Mouse. Maybe I, I would say if I'm going off kind of performances of what I'm seeing right now. Um, it could change. I th- I think that Kick, while Mouse are definitely the favourites, if Kick do beat Mouse, for me that's that's a big big result for them, and uh, and could see them kind of push on to the finals as well. Um, I think that, that yeah, it's going to be entertaining anyway to see some of these games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. And we're I think that's not I think in an LFL match as well. Yeah, yeah, they played each other a lot of times over the course of the season, like. LDLC are in this like crazy. I think there's three teams tied for second at the minute. I think it's mm-hmm. Misfits, LDLC, and Easy Dreams. Yeah. Um, Geo had a really, really good start to the season. 
and that's that's kept them at the, in the top spot. But yeah, I think I think either team could come away with a win there. They've played each other so many times; they must know each other quite well now. Um, obviously, both teams have insanely good players. Um, mm-hmm. I've worked with XD Smiley before. I know, like he he's a good player and he's a good motivator. But then you you have Tinks on LDLC, who I think is also a jungler who's ready to make a step up to the big time. Um, so many good junglers. It's ridiculous in EU Masters this season. Yeah, I'd say there's like a 90% chance of a French team being in the final. Um, Maus are a good shout to go to the final. But like you said, I, I, I don't think it's an easy route. I don't think anyone has an easy route to the final. You know, we're in the last eight of the biggest competition outside of the LEC in Europe. You would expect at this point that all of the teams are decent. The ERLs are filled with so many good teams, and these are like uh, I've scrimmed some of these, and they are brutal. They are really, really good teams. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, but you said it was the biggest tournament outside of um, outside of the LEC. That's until uh, the NF the NLC Full Open starts. Uh, next month as well. Well, that's the only competition going, isn't it? The <laughs> so that was yeah. a, that was something I wanted to talk about. Georgia Champions rebranded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, this spiritual successor. Um, I was quite yeah. glad to see it, though. I liked Forge of Champions. Yeah, I was and very I think glad. One thing, I think it might have even been sometime when, when we'd spoken to you about it, Freemi, about how Forge of Champions was a bit of an issue that, you know, orgs had to pay, like, an extra month to players yeah. for, for this tournament that no one was necessarily that bothered about. I suppose this, it kind of deals with that. Like, it's, there's, I think they said there's like 10 teams been invited from the, like from the yeah, I'm not, regions. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not a fan of the way they've invited teams. I feel as Barrage, and I'm sure a lot of the other NLC orgs do, to invite, and I'm not knocking on any of the teams, but let's use Envision as an example because it's our, our home region, right? Envision have been given a free pass to the main stage. And we as Barrage, who came like top end of the NLC, have been told we have to qualify. I think that is a slap in the face, and I think that I is punishing they... us for being in a bigger league. Which is, I thought they'd done it where it's the top ten performing like NLC sides. And oh, then they're not. They're then... not said which oh, ones. Wow. Have I linked them? No, um, I've, no. I've seen. I've seen Envision say that they're in it, but I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I've it's seen the winner. Anywhere. It's the winner of Iceland. The winner of Sweden, Denmark, UK, Finland, and the other one, Norway. Um, mm. they've all been invited. And I think from the promotion relegation tournament, you had, I know Eminem looked good since revitalizing, but you also had Singularity who kept the faith with their roster. And mm-hmm. Cover and Granite, well, Granite didn't come close. And Cover uh, missed out against, you know, I'd say Singularity overall, you know, I, I really, really liked her, but I think Singularity were probably the worst team overall in the competition in the NLC. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't come close. So you've invited 10 teams, well, the six teams that are worse than any team in the NLC just to get them. I understand it. They want to get they want to get them involved, but if you have I don't know, let's say let's say you invite the 10 the top 10 NLC teams. So all of the ones bar M&M and Singularity who are in the promo relegation tournament which is fair, you're still going to get representation from those leagues because you're guaranteed at least four of them to get in. The the, the best team from Iceland, which is, I think it's XY, they're called, or something like that, they're, they're going to do terrible. <laughs> Unless they make a, a lot of roster changes, but 
you know, and then you, you're going to have some good teams missing out that deserve the spot. I think it's a it's a weird one, but I can see why they've done it. They want representation from every region, but you have that from the NLC anyway. You have or you even do it where it's like it's the top four from each of the the leagues, and so maybe if you're fifth, like obviously the uh, part of me thinks that the kind of the NLC four wall is a good idea was clearly not something which I think they thought of right from the beginning. Because it could have been something where if they'd said this right at the beginning in the competition, that if you were finishing in the top four, you could then yeah. go into this NLC for automatic qualification. So there is a kind of a, a gap between fourth and fifth then in terms of you know what else you can get as well. And it adds more stakes. So it does feel like they've done this and then thought, okay, well, we want to do something, which is good. I'm not dis- disregarding the fact that I think this competition is really good. Um I think there's what is it, the twenty is it did they say it was a twenty four thousand euro pool, I think, as well, which is yeah, which is more than the Forger Champions has ever been, which is always good. But it's yeah, it's a bit weird when, when you're seeing like teams come in. Yeah, because I think Forger Champions had the winner got like two thousand three hundred and then onwards like that wasn't it or something. Well, the original Forge Champions was a natural split, wasn't it? But if we're talking about Forge yeah. in twenty nineteen. Yeah, the, the yeah, the actual competition itself, I believe. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, doesn't actually say what the prize pool is on here. That's a shame. Or does it? Uh, Main event. There we go. One thing I I'd wondered though, because I, I know like especially in like the um, oh, yeah. like the Nordic, there's there's a lot of, like different Nordic leagues things that go on sometimes during like these last few months anyway. Like I think it's like Tele League. Tele have done stuff. one. Yeah. 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 Um, so I don't know what like the player pool is going to be like. So I'd imagine most teams will obviously build new rosters for this. Um, well, all of, all of our players, uh, well, our, our contracts with a lot of our players have come to an end. So we'll need to put in new players. Some of them have already found like new homes. We get to put in both teams, so we will be putting in a barrage main and a barrage academy. Nordavin's academy team has already qualified for the main event, so what do you think they're going to do? Do you think they're going to put their academy team in, or do you think they're going to use it for their main team? I think um, I think they're <laughs> going to use it for their main team, personally, so they've kind of cheated the system, although it's probably fair, but um, yeah. Um, it had a 10,000 pool, according to the LVP's yeah, yeah. website. So there, was actually two, probably... there, was, there was two of them, though, as well. Cause there was yes, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you what you said at the start when you were like, Forger Champions made us keep our players signed for longer and cost us a lot more. That That is true. Yeah, that was that was a pain. Um, mainly because we were really, really poor in 2019 as well. Um, but yeah, so the NFL Open was announced to us after we'd finished the league. Um, they just said, oh, we want to put something on for fall. And we're like, okay. They were just trying to get the funding for it, which they managed to. I, I'm glad that there's a cup competition. I enjoy a cup. Um, I just think the way that they've invited teams is a bit baffling. I do feel punished for being in a higher league. Hmm. Which... When, when I was seeing about it, like talking about the different like subdivisions, it, it kind of looked to me like it was meant to be a yeah a tournament of like the academy sides and and those like yeah those kind of smaller teams from those regions. But then, like you say, if, if a team has their academy in it, I suppose if there's nothing stopping them from just putting their main team in there, oh, uh, yeah, there isn't. Uh, um, what what Nord are the only ones in that situation, and Nordavind will um, Nordavind will put their main team in hundred percent. Why wouldn't you? Well, I just see though. I I think I saw um, Cami, the manager, was like, yeah, because they get a second team. Oh right, they? of course, yeah, yeah. 
didn't think of that. They'll um, just swap. They'll just swap. Essentially, I think. They'll... I think Nordwind will make changes. As I, I think every team will make changes. What will be interesting to see if the academy teams bother for, uh, Fnatic and XL. I don't know if Fnatic will want to go in if they're not using Magic Felix. Hmm. So they, I, I could honestly see see Fnatic saying no. Uh, XL, I think their mentality will make them go in because it's a chance for them to win silverware, which they desperately need. Mm-hmm. And then. What about they won the Neo Surf Cup? Anyway, um, that's a glorified <laughs> community shield. Um, <laughs> so, more like Audi Cup or something, isn't it? <laughs> oh, look, we just won the EFL Cup. Nice one. Good Emirates one. Cup. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, um, that doesn't count. <laughs> um, yeah, I think XL, XL need, need a trophy. They might go in it. Maybe they'll use it as a chance to see which like players they want to keep. Mm. But yeah, like Barrage has to make some changes for it. But I think our mentality is, you know, you've got to balance it. Obviously, we want to do well, but it gives us a chance to look at players for spring. Like it's a no strings attached cup. Like if we do terribly, it doesn't matter. Um, mm. If we do well, then great. But you know, it, it does give us a chance to look at players we would want to look at for spring. And of the um, of the NLC sides, then is it then BT Riddle and Fnatic who have been offered, and, uh, and then the rest and trade? So it's low, so it's the top four who at least have been offered. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I I do understand what you mean, though. It it, it is a a little bit weird. Um. Especially like you're saying with Team Singularity, your prior were they've though that while they were the worst team in the NLC because they actually beat the side who's now actually going to go automatically into it. So it's a, it's a bit of a weird situation which is going in there. But I, I am actually really, really excited of what you're saying about the fact that are we, we are going to see like roster change. The, these might not be the final rosters of what's going in, but it, it kind of, I want, does he think it adds in terms of you can use this as a little bit more of a competitive tryout phase in some cases as well. You still want to win, but it does give you a chance to kind of offer a short-term contract to someone who you're a bit like, I'm unsure if they're going to be at this level, but let's try them in this competitive format and see how they do. Yeah, definitely. Like, we will, you know, I think things are given that most teams make changes in between the split. There are players that we want to keep going into next season. There are players that we potentially want to look at changing. It gives us a chance to bring in a player that we're interested in. And trials only show so much, you know. Like, the cop, we can put them into a competitive atmosphere. We can see what they're like. We can see if they get nervous, anxious. We can see if they step up or, you know, we, we get a closer look at these players in a better atmosphere. Um, and if if we lose and do badly, you know, so what? Is, we're out of the cup. It doesn't matter. Um, if we do well, then good. And then we want to look at these players for next season. And then it just gives us a more in-depth look at a player, um, which is definitely useful. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's that's how we'll be taking the cup. It's sort of like a, a more competitive trial phase for some players. So, um, have you, it's like scouting, and that already started um, for Barrage, or is when does it start? <laughs> Do I get a holiday? I don't think so. I, I, I've I've not stopped. No. I mean, the, we did take a bit of time to look at Telia to see if there's any up-and-coming talents. Obviously, we've been watching EU Masters. A lot of those players are out of our reach at the minute, but certainly in the uh, there's certainly some players in there from other regions that you want to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, we're we're constantly constantly doing it. Serza, I don't I don't know if Serza's still knocking about in the chat, but um, he he has a huge document already made looking for next season, and <laughs> he does he does not stop working. We we've already had a few late nights just talking about players, and you know Jeff's giving us the budget for next season, and um, where we're already planning for what we'd like to see. You know, you got to look at which roles you want to keep native, and then which roles you potentially want to import. Even though I think you can get away in the NLC without having to import at all, because I think the player base is so strong. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the scouting never stops. Obviously, without like disclosing too much, like how has it been from the outset compared to what it was like at the beginning? Like they say, like this time, um, roughly when it, the NLC was just starting, has it been less hectic, more hectic, or is there kind of a little bit more like? of a structure which is going along in terms of the whole league together because last you a lot of people have said you included that the last split it was hectic with rosters oh it's it's always hectic like i feel my job and managers and directors like equivalent to me at other organizations the hardest work is the off season obviously there's a bit of downtime after the end of the season we're in the long off season now but obviously with the with the cup coming in it's not as hectic for the cup because I feel like, you know, it, it's not a regular it's not a regular split. People are taking the time a bit more. But the off season in the build up to the splits is very stressful, especially when you're one of the orgs with less to offer. Um, you know, Barrage had a very low budget. I think that's I think everyone knows that. Like in 2019, we had almost nothing, and then in 2020. We had a bit more to play with, but obviously we were put into a bigger league as well. So it, it becomes very, very hectic because you're you're all battling over the same players a lot of the time, and you're trying to convince them that you're the right place for your uh, for them. And I think as you become more renowned, like the org and the staff on it, um, it, it does put you in better stead to try and negotiate players because they want to come there and they want to play for you. But it's it's always, always difficult because most players, I'm not saying all players, but most players tend to go with the best offer and the best roster. Mm-hmm. So yes, your org may look good, but if they're not convinced by the players that you're putting in front of them and the price that you're putting in front of them, they move on. Um, there's many twists and turns in an off-season. Like, it, it's, it's strange. You think some players are going somewhere, then you find out they're available again, and you hear all sorts of rumours in the rumour mill about which orgs are struggling, which orgs are settled, who's gone where. And then it's always sometimes not how it seems. There's always that news that you wake up to in morning or just before you go to bed and you're like, oh, wow, that's happened. This is this deal has fallen through some. And then players go back onto the board. Players come back off the board. Um, but yeah, I think I think we we have been in situations where we've been like, you know, it's not looking great. And then I think one of my biggest traits is like, I've always been able to pull it together. Um, and then you you just have to take these players, like I, I think over the course of 2020, we definitely took these players that people hadn't heard of. And I was watching the the podcast that you did with Fittle and he was like, Barrage are good at Moneyball in it. Um, mm. and, and that's what we do. We look at who's going to be the next big player a lot of the time. I think, you know, we took players like Ericsson in spring you guys, I think Tom, you 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 especially said that um, 
he was a sub for Nordwind. How is he going to be any good? And then by the end of the split, you're putting him on your team with a split. Yeah, I said um, he was Nordwind's best player at the, the end, by the end of the split. I think I think we definitely did that with Jadron and Dreedy in summer, where people hadn't heard of him and people were rating Jadron at the bottom of the tier list and saying, "Oh, he's he's going to be terrible." And then he comes out and people are saying, "You know what? He was probably their best value for money player. Like he he did a lot for Barrage." And yeah, like I'm a big big fan of Jadron. So it's more about if we can't fight against teams like Exxon Fanatic, obviously no one can, but you know, our, our budget was miles behind Tricked, it was miles behind Riddle. Yes, they finished above us, but they spent a lot more. Budget was miles behind Nordvind and we finished equal with them. Um, it's all about finding these players that are gonna be the next step up. And then we lose them the season afterward because they become <laughs> everyone figures out and then buys them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it, Scouting is is very important to just keep tracking players, and then it's it's more about getting them in a room and assessing what they're like. And obviously, the performance coaching gets involved. Like Alex comes in and he looks at players. Um, that's a very controversial one, Liam. We're not talking about that. Um, <laughs> um, so, um, right. So then, then the performance coaching gets involved. We bring in we bring in Alex and obviously I have my gut feeling as well. Serza mainly looks at play. Um and then it all comes together. It's all about finding the right dynamic with a team, playing within your means budgetary wise, and setting a realistic goal and putting a team forward for it. There's been many, many times where I've seen teams go, you know, head first and just being over ambitious and then the players that they could have gone for that would have done a job for them have gone to other teams. And then they end up with a bad roster. You've got to be realistic in your goal setting, and that that slows the hecticness down. Um, but yeah, um, during the off season, especially towards the end, I'm on the phone to Jeff every day, and the the, the running joke is, "What's our roster today?" And, uh, <laughs> what new is it? Um, but yeah, I think in 2020 we certainly came up well. Um, Jeff, you know, fair play to him. He put he put his hand in his pocket a bit more, and you know. Next season, I'm excited at the prospect of what what I've got to play with, because mm-hmm. I think Barrage is definitely an org that's on its way up. And the reason that I don't look for opportunities in the off season is because it feels very family oriented, and I'm happy working with the staff that I'm working with. Like it, it takes something special for me to to walk away. Like the mm-hmm. owners class, the rest of the staff behind the scenes are class and. Working with a coach like Serza, who at the moment is still with us, you know, I'm I'm really surprised that a bigger org or well, I say a bigger org, like a, a more prominent org at the Pushing EU Masters, especially in America, hasn't looked at Serza and gone, yeah, he, he's he's good. But you know, we're we're blessed to still be working with Serza and AJ, and they make the scouting process a lot easier. Having to find a coach is the hardest thing. Having to find someone to come in to lead. And, and teach the lads that is the hardest role to fill so if you if you ever find yourself in management and you find a coach that you really really like hold on to them when i had to leave enclave and i, I lost hansen it was very hard for me to find a coach of his caliber to work with again and it took me it took barrage a whole year to find serza and you know when he leaves it's going to be very difficult to fill that void Anyway, I've, I've rumbled on about Barrage, but like, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's really uh, what I'm saying is, keep him with the same people. Um, 
I mean, Torok's great as well, but uh, I've had more success with uh, Caesar Megalodontis. Um, so, anyway, what was I? Um, working with the same stuff. So working with Caesar, AJ, and Jeff just makes the process a hell of a lot easier because they you're already on the same page. Um, says says I just missed what I was talking about. He's just come back. <laughs> no, I, I understand. Because I'm not saying it again. Yeah, I did, I did wonder <laughs> no, if I... Jeff's watching. You were saying a lot of nice stuff there about him as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think it's kind of going to be it's going to be interesting as well because I do feel like a lot of other organisations are going to take this approach of kind of. It's something which I've kind of harped on about quite a lot is, is stability. I think that for for a league to actually really grow um, overall, there needs to be stability in the organizations themselves. And that doesn't just mean in terms of players. It, it means in terms of an organization in the background as well. Because, um, and we, to be fair, we are going past the point where it's kind of gone are the days where you see an organization for one split and then that organization's then gone because there's just either everybody's then split owners have then gone to other projects or or you know quite seriously there's just not like the money at that time in it you know but now we're getting a little bit more yeah. into actually those there's actually going to be some stability i think coming through in years to come i think you know you talk about the money and it's it's a classic example of money does not equal success more money can generate more success if you've got the right people using the money. I think a clear example of that is is Monster. This split dived in headfirst, threw a bunch of money at the roster, couldn't couldn't make it work, and then failed. I know that there was like some off field stuff going on, but I think that's a classic example of regardless of your budget, you can find a way that makes it work to achieve the goals of the org. Obviously. The goal for Barrage this season was to stay up so that we can keep our spot in the league and then next season when we've got a bit more to play with, we go again. Uh, we overachieved, we ended up finishing in the top half. That's, a lot of that is credit down to the players and the staff for working so hard and having a great dynamic. I think Munster, obviously, they finished behind us in the end. I know they beat us twice in the regular season, but they, they got worse as the split went on, whereas I think Barrage got better. Um, I think that's a classic example of money doesn't fix your problems. You need to have the stability there. You need to have the right staff there. And, yeah, I think, obviously, they were feeling beforehand, but Munster is essentially a new-ish org with different backing and different people on board. And they've really struggled to get the best out of what was a strong lineup. Definitely. Um, one thing we've, well, we've kind of gone a bit off the topic now, but I, would, I just wonder about the, um, about the full open. You were saying if, that you guys had... To, have been told about it obviously before the announcement, as you'd expect. Yeah. Um, roughly, how long was it before? Because I, I'd wondered like if it was any. Oh, not too long before. I think we were told, uh, like I think it was start of the month. We were told. We okay. knew that they had ideas to do it, but they hadn't confirmed anything with us. Yeah, because I saw um, like the the roster lock is like fourth of October, and I thought if if they're mentioning like some obviously teams have to choose if they want to go in it or not first. I thought if it's like. Le- almost less than a month to first off make the decision whether or not you want to go in it and then you've got to start building your team like it might be a, yeah, a bit short but yeah it's, it is a short notice off season but I, I think I think we'll see a lot of rosters where friends want to play together because obviously if it's a no strings attached tournament and it's not really you, you know you, it, it doesn't reflect badly on a player if they don't make it because it's it's not a split 
and obviously they're going to get they're going to get uh, trials anyway. Um, you'll see, I think you'll see a lot of revitalized rosters that you've seen in the past where players want to play with their friends and just have a good time. And I think one of the key things when building a roster for the cup is obviously we don't have enough time to trial extensively and do our performance coaching techniques because that takes that takes months of work. Um, so it's going to be which players do we know personally will play well together and then we're going to probably throw them in because I think the team that does the teams that do well in the cup will be the teams that have synergy there already and are of similar personality where they can have a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, you have this honeymoon phase with rosters and it lasts about as long as the cup does. So there's no time for players to get together and develop as a team. The teams that do well will be the ones which know each other and have similar similar personalities and vibe well. And yeah. I guess the only other thing is that uh, unless a team kind of, I mean, they might do have their roster essentially by that time locked and think, right, this is actually the roster we're going to run for NLC. So let's put them in the cup, give them kind of that synergy, use it in the sense of, you know, we'll give them the chance to kind of develop. We'll see actually the final chance to see what works, then maybe make one roster change or keep their entire roster. So I do think that actually the cup kind of offers like a different way of kind of one of, of looking what players are and two you, you can do it in both ways you can do it either for development looking for players or just going going for it and going for the prize money which is obviously valuable as well so i do think there's a lot of valuable things to do with uh, the nlc floor yeah so um i think on that i think we're probably good to start wrapping up for this one anyone else got any um any hot news to talk about hot news um Garage's Rocket League team's doing well. <laughs> yeah, actually, is. I, I, um, well, I, I play Rocket League a bit, but I've never not really watched it before. Um, yeah, and when I saw Barrage was playing, I think it was like literally the first match when it was like the one, even like to start with, it, they'd been like written off. I tuned in and like the yeah, the chat was going mad and everything. And, like the, the yeah. decent, decent bit of following from Barrage on that, isn't there? Yeah, well? It's caused a nice bit of traction for us, and it's it's nice to be a part of. I know in league sometimes like. The league community can be quite volatile at times in the UK. I think there's a lot of people that just, you know, stir things up for no reason. But the Rocket League community has been very good and it's been nice to be. I mean, I'm not involved with the Rocket League team pretty much at all, but it's nice to see. Mm-hmm. Um, Lee, I do want to see more Football Manager streams. I want them, them back. <laughs> I was enjoying worries. that. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, talking of, like, I've been doing a, a journeyman save. Um, and it's the first time I've done it, and I'm like, I've struggled way more than I like, way way more than I thought I would, and now I'm yeah. in twelfth year, finally got my second cup, and I finally got into the Champions League group stages like an hour before we went live as well. So maybe I'll have to Congrats. stream some of those with I'm a massive, my... a massive comeback as well. Three nil down first leg in the qualifiers, beating five, one five nil in the second leg to get through to the group. So I, I was buzzing from that. I'm in my fifth year with Telford and I managed to take him to the championship. I came sixth in League One and I won the playoffs, the playoff final 4 0 against Blackpool and I was dancing around the room. Jeff would have easy Blackpool fan, isn't he? I know, it made it twice as sweet. <laughs> I think the last the, the last one was about a week ago for me where I uh, I won the treble with Tottenham in my in my third season with them. Got rid, first thing I did, <laughs> got rid of Harry Kane, got rid of Loris, got rid of Ali, brought in like Werner, Bellotti, everybody like that. Got rid of. I, sh- I think I showed Lee my team of what it was, and oh, he's like, disgusting. "That's not Tottenham." And I'm like, "Won the league though. Won the league." 
See, you think my off-season is all about scouting and I'm just playing football manager. <laughs> That's it. True. All right. Um, nice one with that then. I'll, uh, I think we'll finish up for this one. So, you know, thanks for watching. Uh, anyone that's still knocking about on Twitch, I think we've had a few uh, uh, saying, ooh, football manager talk. Soccer <laughs> manager, sorry. Um, Soccer. <laughs> Soccer field manager. Um, yeah. But yeah, so... Um, Thanks for those that have been watching on Twitch as well. So we got, um, I think Liam followed as well. So thanks for that. Anyone else knocking about can uh, can feel free to follow as well. Otherwise, if you're watching or listening later on on YouTube or Spotify, you can follow on there too. Uh, and all of our Twitters are on the screen, so you can follow us uh, personally as well. Uh, there we go. So as a follow, just as I said it, nice one. Um, and yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>